Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Ambassador Frank uh, Francis Rooney, formerly our congressman and uh, ambassador to the Holy See, will be talking about Hamas's attack on Israel. We'll also visit with Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture, and author of many books, his latest, Architects Beyond, uh, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. It is November the 24th, and on this day in 1859, on on the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection, a groundbreaking scientific work by British naturalist Charles Darwin was published in England. Darwin's theory argued that organisms gradually evolved through a process called natural selection. In natural selection, organisms with genetic variations that suit their environment tend to propagate more descendants than organisms of the same species that lack the variation, thus influencing the overall genetic makeup of the species. Darwin, who was influenced by the work of French naturalist Jean-Baptiste, I guess it's Jean-Baptiste de Marc, Lamarck, and English economist Thomas Malthus, acquired most of the evidence of his theory during a five-year survey expedition aboard the HMS Beagle in the 1830s, visiting such diverse places as the Galapagos Islands and New Zealand. Darwin acquired an intimate knowledge of the flora, fauna, and geology of many lands. This information, along with his studies in variation and interbreeding uh, after returning from England, proved invaluable in the development of his theory of organic evolution. The idea of organic evolution was not new. It had been suggested earlier by others. Darwin's grandfather, Erasmus Darwin, a distinguished English scientist and Lamarck, who in the early 19th century drew the first evolutionary diagram, a ladder leading from one-celled organisms to man. However, it was not until Darwin that science presented a practical explanation for the phenomenon of evolution. Darwin has formulated his theory of natural selection by 1844, but he was wary to reveal this thesis to the public because it was so obviously contradicted the biblical account of the creation. In uh, 1858, when Darwin still remaining silent about his findings, the British naturalist Alfred Russell Wallace independently published a paper that essentially summarized this theory. Darwin and Wallace gave a joint lecture on evolution before the Linnan Society of London in 1858, and Darwin prepared On the Origin of Species by Natural Means of Selection for publication. Uh, published on November the 24th, 1859, Origin of Species sold out immediately most scientists quickly embraced the theory that solves so many of the puzzled biological uh, science questions, but Orthodox Christians condemned the work as heresy. Uh, controversy over Darwin's uh, ideas deepened with the publication of The Descent of Man and the selection to, in relation to sex, <clears throat> in which he presented evidence of man's evolution from apes. By the time of Darwin's death in 1882, his theory of evolution was... Uh, 
Generally accepted, in honor of his scientific work, he was buried in Westminster Abbey beside kings, queens, and other illustrious figures from British history. Subsequent developments in genetics and molecular, molecular biology led to modifications in accepted evolutionary theory, but Darwin's ideas remained central uh, to the field. Of course, this all reminds me of the Scopes monkey trial <clears throat> when uh, evolution was put on trial, but uh, nevertheless... The very important work that was done by Darwin, uh, still questions about uh, the ultimate uh, evolution of man from monkeys. I think that is perhaps absurd. Not sure. Anyhow, country music legend Dolly Parton stole the show during her halftime performance on Thursday's night, last night's game between the Cowboys and the Washington, I call them Redskins, but Commanders. Uh, dressed as a member of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleading squad, she captivated the AT&T Stadium crowd as well as the national TV audience. She sang her hit song, Jolene, as well as 9 to 5 in a rendition of Queen's We Are the Champions. Prior to the game, Cowboy Executive Vice President Chief Brand Officer Charlotte Jones announced that Pardon donated $1 million towards the Salvation Army Red Kettle campaign that started with Thursday's game. Just so impressive. I actually watched her performance and just saying, my goodness, this woman is 77 years old. It was really startling. And I realized that a lot of things can be accomplished with, uh, <clears throat> with a scalpel for people that age. But nevertheless, uh, first of all, her voice was so high quality. She did a great job. But second of all, she just looked terrific uh, as a 77-year-old up there on stage. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, the Qatari... Uh, foreign ministry announced Thursday that a hostage deal between Israel and Gaza-based Hamas, the terrorist group, would begin at 7 a.m. this morning. Earlier this week, the Israeli government announced that it approved a deal in which Hamas would release up to 50 hostages in batches in exchange for a four-day pause in fighting. The group could release a, f a further 30 in exchange for another day, four-day pause. Initially expected to begin on Thursday, Israeli officials confirmed that no releases would begin before this morning. The Qatari Foreign Ministry spokesperson yesterday confirmed the pause in the fighting would begin, uh, would begin at 7 a.m., but the first slate of hostages will not be released until 4 p.m. today. The Middle Eastern nation acted as a broker for the deal. The current hostilities were sparked by an October 7th Hamas raid that saw its forces storm Israeli border towns, killing 1,200 citizens and seize more than 239 hostages. You know, they, used to, they found bodies and they can't identify the bodies because they were so tortured and destroyed by Hamas. These people were just animals. And uh, there is righteous retribution towards Hamas by the Israelis. Well, Hamas is uh, refusing to allow Red Cross officials to visit hostages held in G Gaza and will only provide information about their condition and apparent violation of the terms of agreement of the ceasefire and prisoner swap between Israel and Hamas militants. A reporter in the Qatari-owned uh, newspaper on Thursday, uh, based an Egyptian official, said that Hamas views information about the hostages as a bargaining chip that Israel must pay for. <clears throat> Israel announcing the agreement on Wednesday said the Red Cross would be able to check on captives' conditions. So there's already a disagreement in uh, how the uh, process is going to be implemented. Hopefully this will be the last of those concerns. Probably not. Tensions escalated in the Middle East Thursday also as Israel engaged in a conflict with Hezbollah to the north. 
on the northern border with Lebanon, just hours before the four-day truce with Hamas. The Israeli Defense Forces said they have deployed helicopters and fighter jets on airstrikes in retaliation against Hezbollah after the Iranian-sponsored group fired 48 rockets at the headquarters of the Israeli infantry unit about six miles south of the border. Hezbollah also aimed a guided missile at the Israeli tanks near Al-Rehab. On Wednesday, Israeli uh, killed five top Hezbollah members at, uh, at a house in Lebanon. Among the dead were Abbas Rad and son of Mohammed Rad, head of Hezbollah's 13-member parliamentary bloc in Beirut. In another attack, Hezbollah said its fighters monitored four Israeli soldiers as they took positions inside a house in Menara Kibbutz. Uh, there fired an anti-tank missile that destroyed the house and killed the soldiers. There was no comment uh, from the Israelis' military. Hezbollah released at, uh, at least 21 statements claiming attacks on th- a Thursday alone, making it a record in one day since the fighting began last month. The group said its fighters also struck Israeli tanks. Hezbollah said that it, by heating up its actions on the Israeli-Lebanon border, it is easing pressure on the Gaza Strip, where uh, Israel's crushing aerial ground and naval offensive has left more than 13,300 Palestinians dead and caused wide destruction in the sealed-off enclave. So that's an update. Uh, lots of moving parts with this, so we're going to look forward to talking to Ambassador Francis Francis Rooney about this a little bit later in the show. Well, a group of pro-Palestinian protesters have been arrested after they jumped a barrier on Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and glued their hands to the street. (laughs) One of a dozen activists momentarily interrupted the parade route on West 55th Street and Avenue of the Americas in Midtown Manhattan just before 11 a.m. yesterday. Photographs show about 30 activists holding a banner that read, Genocide Then, Genocide Now, Free Palestine, and Land Back in middle of the parade's path at McDonald's mascots were making their way through the route. Uh, People are very ignorant, don't understand exactly what's happening. Nevertheless, they have a right to a free speech. They certainly don't have a right, though, to attack the parade and disrupt uh, what was a permitted parade going on in midtown Manhattan. Well, a multimillionaire tech mogul and his wife are helping to bankroll groups behind pro-Palestinian protests that have occurred in the wake of the October 7th terror attack. Uh, or Neville Roy Singham, a U.S.-born entrepreneur who made millions after founding and selling an IT consulting firm called ThoughtWorks, and his wife Jody Evans, the co-founder of the left-wing anti-war group Cody Code Pink, have been in the primary funders of a group called the People's Forum since 2017. Uh, the group bills itself as a movement incubator for working class and marginalized communities and nurtures the next generation of visionaries and organizers who believe that through collective action, a new world is possible. Uh, the People for, People's Forum have played a role in organizing several pal- pro-Palestine Palestine uh, protests since Hamas attacked on October the 7th, and uh, on the day of Hamas's attack, the group appeared to offer no condemnation of the terrorist group actions 
and called for an end to U.S. and Zionist occupation and tweeted images of posters saying, From the sea, river to the sea, Palestine Palestine will be free, a slogan that has been criticized as being anti-Semitic and was cited in the House censure of uh, Representative Rashida Tlaib from uh, Michigan. People like Jody Evans and other Marxists that code pink never go away. They just find new causes and new ways to cause trouble. They're just taking a step back and thinking about this. They're trying to improve the world, and they support Hamas and the actions that are going on. They probably also want to defund the police and other types of things that can destroy this, the culture. But uh, they made a lot of money, and they certainly have a right to spend it the way they want to, but certainly not in a way that's going to destroy the fabric and the culture of America, in my opinion. Well, uh, President Donald Trump has given Joe Biden, uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James, Judge Engeron, and a host of other colorful characters through both barrels on Thanksgiving message shared to the True Social, his uh, social network. Happy Thanksgiving to all, including the racist and incompetent Attorney General of New York State, Letitia Peekaboo James, who has let murder and violent crime flourish and business life flee. Uh, wrote the former president in reference to uh, the AG, who is currently pursuing civil fraud charges against his business empire. Arthur Angeron, the Detroit donor judge overseeing the case, also came into criticism with Trump slamming him as a radical left and a psycho and accusing him of criminally defrauding both himself and New York by, among other things, appearing to gloss uh, glossily overvalue, grossly overvalue, I should say, his Mar-a-Lago estate, it should be undervalue. That is, undervalue his Mar-a-Lago state in order to rule against him. Uh, Trump also took aim at Engeron's law clerk and co-judge, Allison Greenfield, a Democrat activist who has attended uh, events endorsing A.G. James and alleging she sits by his side on the bench and tells him what to do. Finally, he fired a lengthy broadside at crooked Joe Biden, his Department of Injustice, and all the other radical left lunatics, communists, fascists, Marxists, Democrats, and rhinos who are seriously looking to destroy our country. Have no fear. However, we will uh, win the presidential election of 2024 and make America great again. Those words from the former president, uh, number 45, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and he certainly is positioned uh, to win the next election. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with a... Ambassador Francis Rooney, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. 
Ulubi's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulubees.com and stop by Lulubee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulubee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. 
Well, left-wing media is panicking at the prospect of uh, President Donald Trump winning the 2024 presidential election because the former president intends to curb the power of federal agencies, such as the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, as well as launch investigations into the Biden family's dubious financial affairs. A report published in The Guardian has raised the possibility of Trump's second term being uh, openly authoritarian <laughs> and a throwback to either the 70s Latin America or 1930s Europe in comparison, used both uh, before Trump was elected in 2016 and throughout his first presidential term. I'm hard-pressed, this is a quote, I'm hard-pressed to find any candidates anywhere who are so open they will use the power of the state to go after critics and enemies, <laughs> argues Harvard professor Stephen Levitsky who, however, fails to comment on the 91 indictments filed against the former president. This is one of the most openly authoritarian campaigns I've ever seen, he adds. The report is similarly spooked by the prospects of uh, Project 2025, which aims to replace federal employees inside agencies like the FBI and the DOJ and branches of government such as the Department of Homeland Security and Education with conservative-minded individuals. It suggests even former DOJ officials are appalled by the project. Donald Iyer, a former U.S. Uh, Deputy Attorney General, says Project 2025 seems to be full of a whole array of ideas that are designed to help and let Donald Trump function as a dictator by completely eviscerating many of the restraints built in our system. Other than, <laughs> I can't say this with a straight face, it's unbelievable. Other than concern that Trump would uh, pardon January 6th protesters like Jacob Chansley, who was released early uh, from the federal prison after it was shown by Ducker Girls that he was escorted to the U.S. Capitol by police officers. Trump is promising them pardons for their insurrection. This is about giving power to an autocrat and letting him take over, asserts Columbia University researcher and CNN historian Timothy Nafalti. Uh, Naftali, I should say. The 45th president is storming ahead of incumbent President Joe Biden in the polls less than 12 months before the 2024 election. Trump is currently on course to receive over 300 electoral college votes, way above the required <clears throat> 270 to become president of the United States again. So they are freaked out. And of course, they're making accusations of exactly what their own performance demonstrates. I mean, who, who could be more authoritative and, and, and uh, dictatorial than uh, Joe Biden? Unbelievable. Uh, Donald Trump follows the Constitution. He respects the rule of law. And uh, he, by the way, respects the uh, division of power that uh, comes with the Constitution. So uh, it will be great to get him back in office. Former President Donald Trump will visit Argentina's newly elected libertarian populist president, Javier, uh, Javier Malay, in Buenos Aires following a conversation between the two, the latter's press team announced. The dates of the visits are, however, yet to be made public. The 45th president publicly congratulated Malay for his success in the Argentinian elections earlier this week, despite initially being considered an outsider and wildcard candidate. Uh, Trump told him, A very congratulations to Malai on his great race for president of Argentina. The whole world was watching, and I'm very proud of you. You will turn your country around and truly make Argentina great again. Congratulations. In response, Malai thanked the former president on X and Wednesday and uh, evening, and it suggested Trump presidency was an example for all who wanted to defend the ideas of freedom and hope and hopes to meet him soon. 
So interesting. So he's already starting his diplomatic missions, uh, the next president of the United States, uh, President Donald Trump. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden uh, Broadcasting uh, Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Barney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education and a liberal arts and Ambassador science. Ambassador Rooney, it's Bob Harden calling. The principles of moral character I'm doing version. great. I hope you had a great and Thanksgiving. Product of the process, we did indeed. Let me throw you on hold. be on air in just about a minute. You can find out more by visiting the website optima.foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.optima.foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he will help you too. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Professor Larry Bell. Right now we have with us Ambassador Francis Rooney. He served as our con- uh, congressman uh, from 2017 to 21. And from 2005 to 2008, he served as the United States Ambassador to the Holy See. Ambassador Rooney, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Sorry, Ambassador Rooney, I didn't part up your microphone in time. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me on. Well, it's my pleasure, Ambassador. And uh, my goodness, I'm going to... I had some technical difficulties here now, beginning to realize how things are beginning to work right now. So anyhow, Ambassador, we want to talk to you about the Hamas attack on Israel and its global implications. What are your thoughts on what's happened up to this point? Well, I think the whole thing's perplexing. I, 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 didn't, I don't understand 
these liberal groups in the United States uh, flocking towards the Palestine cause. They know nothing about the Middle East. They know nothing about the Koran. Nothing about what's motivating these radical uh, Islamic uh, terrorists. And they seem to totally ignore that Hamas invaded Israel, not vice versa. They ignore that neither the PA nor Hamas has been able to organize a decent country, you know, where they pick up trash and have electricity and water and things like that that people need. Yeah, it is. It is ridiculous. And the, the, the attacks were so atrocious and it is true terrorism in human activity towards other human beings. And uh, it's uh, just as absurd. It just demonstrates, I think, the ignorance that some people have about what really happened. Well, yeah, and they they also, in addition to ignoring all the uh, poor behaviors of the Palestine leaders, how about the theft? I mean, Arafat got away with over $2 billion. Mm. So that, what happens is the World Bank, the developed nations, and the Arabs give money to Palestine, and the Palestinian leaders steal it. Well, how about uh, the money that we've given to Palestinian leaders and to uh Cutter and to uh, the uh, people who are really uh, fighting Israel. Well, yeah, we, we, we have a habit of empowering our enemies. I don't understand it, but that's what we seem to do. There was an article just the other day about the U.N. Uh, doing some things, uh, supporting the, the refugee group of the U.N., supporting the Palestinian cause. So why are we giving them money? Makes no sense at all. When it, and my understanding is they've just freed up another $10 billion to go to Iran, who is really funding the entire operation for Hezbollah, Hamas, and others. Yeah, they are. I mean, Iran was mobilized when the uh, rapprochement between uh, Saudi Arabia and Israel started to develop two or three years ago. Yeah, it's un unbelievable. So uh, wh what are your comments and thoughts around the United States' reaction to all this? Well, that's why I say I'm totally perplexed. I don't know. I just was reading an article about some Hispanic group in Washington, D.C. that is backing the Palestinian cause in solidarity. And I, I, I think I intellectually understand the, the, the situation. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal a few weeks ago about something called uh, colonialism. That they, they, they have, the liberals, George Soros' group, have created a mantra that if you oppose colonizers, that's like United States, Europe, etc. then you can have a broad-based attack on all kinds of people, minorities in the United States, indigenous people, whatever, indigenous people in Australia. Uh, and now they, they put the Palestinians into that same bucket. Yeah. Well, and it makes me wonder, too. The United States, uh, $34 trillion in debt. We can't afford to be at war and supporting other operations around the world, in my opinion, uh, because we're, we're broke. And uh, yet, right now, I don't think the Israelis need our financial help. They certainly need our moral support. But uh, I think they've got the resources in order to solve their own problems uh, in terms of the war. Well, they have a lot of resources, but I, I would argue that we're better off spending to protect ourselves in the Western world, in the Ukraine and, and with the Israel situation, than some of the money we're spending on right here in the United States. I mean, every president since Bill Clinton has just spent gobs of money. Mm -hmm. Bush spent twice as much as Clinton. Uh, Obama spent twice as much as Bush. Uh, Trump spent as much as Obama in half the time. And now Biden spent more than Trump. We're just... Oh, I was just looking at a graph uh, last week about the federal growth of the federal debt, and it's just like skyrocketed. And, and, the, and somehow or another, 
uh, we've got to stop spending our patrimony. That's what those young people ought to be worried about. Yeah. They, they ought to be worried about what's going to happen to them, not the Palestinians. Well, in, in addition to that, uh, we're spending trillions or billions of dollars on interest now because of the uh, interest rates have gone up on the debts that we've already incurred. And uh, it's, uh, it's just totally out of control. I mean, we, as I understand it, we've already developed a 48 a million a billion dollars more in terms of uh, p- interest payments uh, on the same amount of money that we borrowed than, than we had in last quarter. Well, every homeowner knows when you borrow money, you got to pay it back someday. And if interest rates change, you're going to pay more interest. I mean, yeah. this is kind of elemental economics. Indeed. So uh, I, I guess the other question I ask you is before I let you go, I want what, your comments on what's happening with the Holy See and what's happening with the Catholic Church. I don't know, uh, I'm not Catholic myself, I'm not a member of the Holy Catholic Church, but irrespective, uh, it's kind of interesting to watch. Yeah, I'm glad I was ambassador under Pope Benedict. This guy, I, I don't find him very comforting at all. He's, he's uprooted all kinds of historical, liturgical concepts. He's introduced a lot of... Uh, ideas that I think are uh, not good, like his antipathy towards the developed world. It's that Latin American liberation theology idea that we owe more to the undeveloped world, even though they really aren't our problem. Our problem is taking care of us. Well, and and, uh, our problem also is our southern border, and now actually our Canadian border, as we're beginning to see a huge increase in uh, migration coming in from other countries. And it's illegal. I mean, it's... uh, we're we're so vulnerable in so many different ways that I, I would say vulnerable to uh, terrorist attacks. Well, I think you're right. I think what's one of the new nuances to the immigration situation is the type of immigrants that are trying to get in, both from the north and south. I mean, we're getting people from India, Pakistan, Africa, not the old traditional uh, Latin Americans that seem to do pretty well when they come up here and work, get into our workplace. Yeah, but it, don't wouldn't you agree that they should come here legally? In other words, they should totally. go through through totally. a process. George Bush tried to pass comprehensive immigration reform, which would have provided work permits to people for people to come in legally and solidify the border. Uh, Reagan did the same thing, but he never did the border part of it. He just did the amnesty part of it, and 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 the uh, combination of Democrats, labor unions, and a few uh, very conservative Republicans who called it amnesty killed Bush's bill, and it was unfortunate. We could have had this problem solved in 2007. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it, uh, there's uh, so, some people who have a lot of influence in private enterprise uh, prefer inexpensive labor that uh, these illegals could provide as opposed to doing things legally. Yeah, but hold on. I'm a construction employer with thousands of Hispanic workers. Yeah. we Most businesses all supported comprehensive immigration reform. It would be better to have the workers here legally under a program that's legitimate than to have not knowing who's legal. you got to do E-Verify to find out who's legal or not legal, which we scrupulously use. But Well, and, and uh, absolutely, but uh, we've got some other folks who uh, who prefer to have, uh, I think, I think there's some others, uh, perhaps the uh, Koch brothers, that uh, would prefer to have illegal immigration as opposed to uh, uh, legal. What are your thoughts? Well, there, there's always bottom feeders in everything, right? Yeah. Every organization, every concept. Uh, the, the, there are unscrupulous people out there who probably would just as soon have somebody be illegal so they can pay them less and don't give them any benefits and all that kind of stuff. And, but I think they're a minority. I mean, business roundly supported 
comprehensive immigration reform in 2007 because I was deeply involved with uh, helping President Bush as every way I could try to get it passed. But yeah, there's always bottom feeders. You know, there was that group in Fort Myers about 15 years ago that had a bunch of illegals in a house somewhere that were in, basically enslaved, you know? Uh-huh. Unbelievable. Again, uh, Ambassador Francis Rooney, and again, serving as our congressman uh, back at 17 to 21. Really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Bob. My pleasure indeed. And happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. All right, coming up, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show. Here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice or Ameriprise Financial Services LLC can help. With the exclusive confident retirement approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratostel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including London myself. Blue Provence, located in the historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the Emmett Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Cove and Call Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. I hope you'll visit the website and uh, check out the new Performing Arts Center being built in downtown Naples, as well as get tickets for some upcoming terrific performances. You can do that by visiting gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Well, as we talked about in the last segment, Congress passed a short-term spending bill to continue current federal spending levels before leaving the Thanksgiving break, but federal spending is up $64 billion, or 16% compared to this time last fiscal year as interest payments on national debts rise, according to the latest Treasury Department data. The federal government has spent close to $470 billion so far in this fiscal year in 2024. Debt service or paying interest on the national debt accounted for 16% of the amount uh, taxpayer funds this. And the uh, top four spending categories are Social Security at 25%, 
which is supposed to be uh, fully funded, followed by national defense at 19%, that interest rate at 16%, and health care at 15%. Makes me wonder for why we're even paying into health care. Uh, the Congressional Office uh, Budget Office has estimated that the U.S. De- debt service alone will soar to $1.4 trillion by fiscal year 2033 and $5.4 trillion by 2053. To put those numbers in perspective, the government spent a total of $6.13 trillion in fiscal year 2023 and took in $4.44 trillion of revenue, resulting in a $1.7 trillion deficit that was all added on to the national debt. The U.S. deficit in fiscal year 2019 prior to the COVID pandemic was $984 billion. The U.S. government has now been running a deficit annually for most of its last 50 years. The U.S. has experienced a fiscal year-end budget surplus five times in the last 50 years, more, most recently in 2001. Let's go back to those days. Uh, real, read a spending history analysis of, of the uh, Treasury Department. Interest payments on the national debt totaled $659 billion in fiscal year 2023. So far in fiscal year 2024, the deficit is $66.5 billion, according to the U.S. Treasury. Uh, Conservatives in the uh, GOP-led House of Representatives were displeased that the newly elected House Speaker Mike Johnson did not put a continuing resolution or short-term spending bill on the floor reducing federal spending, giving the rising national debt. Maya McGinnis, president of the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget, has warned about the amount of interest payments the government is making on a growing national debt. Uh, Because we borrowed so much, interest payments on the debt are a fast-growing part of the budget, she said. So no matter how much you bring in revenues, the fact that spending is still going up, it's growing faster than your economy means it won't be able to keep pace, and you're going to have to bring some other uh, those spending levels back under control. Certainly true. I don't agree with um, uh, Johnson's Speaker Johnson's decision to have another continuing resolution bill. It's only going to be tougher, I think, after this whole thing. He should have uh, faced the music uh, before doing this. But irrespective, uh, I'd support him, and I hope when he comes back, uh, this is all going to work out uh, to the benefit of the American uh, taxpayer. Well, a recent poll shows that failed 2016 Democrat presidential candidate Hillary Clinton is among the Democrats' top pick for the party's primary if 81-year-old President Joe Biden decides not to run or they decide they don't want him. Uh, Most of the uh, 2,000-plus respondents to the Harvard-Harris poll say they have doubts about President Biden's mental fitness to serve as commander-in-chief, while more voters said he is worsening as a president rather than improving. Around three out of five of all likely voters say President Biden should run for a second term. There were sharp uh, partisan differences with 33 percent of Democrats compared to 81 percent of Republicans and 66 percent of independents expressing that view. At the same time, strong majorities across the political spectrum agree that the country needs another choice other than a matchup between Biden and uh, Trump. Amid swirling doubts about President Biden's fitness to continue to occupy the White House, pollsters asked Democrat voters who their pick would be if President Biden decides not to opt out or decides to opt out of the race. Well, the top pick was Vice President Kamala Harris. Can you believe that? 24 percent. Mrs. Clinton was second with 13 percent. Senator Bernie Sanders was third at 10 percent followed by California Governor Newsom and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, both at 
percent. What a lineup! What is that's their bench? Can you believe that? It's unbelievable. Uh, with the poll didn't gauge voters' expectations for the results of the matchup between Trump and Clinton, the former president was expected to beat Vice President Harris handily in a head-to-head contest, 52 to 41%. In terms of net favorability ratings, President Trump trailed only Robert F. Kennedy Jr., 52 to 51%, with the former president well ahead of Mrs. Clinton at uh, 44%, who is in seventh place. So again, uh, the Democrats... I think they're in trouble, although never underestimate their ability to somehow garner the votes necessary after the whole thing is over. Uh, once they're counted, unfortunately, uh, we should have all paper ballots. There's Get rid of these uh, Dominion voting machines. That's been one of the big problems. And uh, you know what? And just had an election in Argentina. They used all paper ballots, and they knew the results. 91% of the vote in by 8 o'clock in the evening when the vote happened that same day. And we have some places and jurisdictions that can't get the results uh, within two weeks. It's unbelievable. Well, you're probably aware that uh, Biden has wiped away $127 billion in student loan debt. Nearly 5.5 million federal student loan borrowers have enrolled in what the Biden administration is calling the most generous repayment option ever offered. Uh, The uh, repayment plan, dubbed the Savings on Valuable Education, or the SAVE plan, went into effect in August and is part of President Joe Biden's regulatory effort to dramatically reduce monthly obligations for student borrowers who aren't earning very much, with many borrowers seeing their bills shrink to practically nothing. According to the latest update update from the U.S. Department of Education, about 2.5 million of the SAVE plan's current enrollees have incomes that are low enough that they have monthly payments of zero. Unbelievable. And by the way, congressional Democrats advocating for extensive student loan forgiveness carry substantial amounts of uh, educational debt themselves, as per a financial analysis of recently disclosed information, a collection of 14 Democrat members of Congress with an average of age of 45, including notable representatives like AOC, Rashid Talab or Talib, Omar uh, Ian Omar, and Jamal Bowman, have reported holdings of up to a combined 1.7 million dollars in student debt that their own uh, their family members account for, as stated in their 2022 financial filings. So the, the fact that these same politicians are advocating for President Joe Biden to alleviate college loan burdens, uh, it's a real conflict of interest in my opinion. But nevertheless, they're buying votes at a pretty steep price, quite frankly, by forget it, forgiving uh, this indebtedness. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston and author of uh, many books, his latest, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design, Uh, That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden uh, Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Make it a convenient and stress-free experience by calling the dynamic and trustworthy husband and wife team of Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties. Find out about their unique and complimentary post-closing concierge services not offered by other area agents. Matt and Megan Chionis give you the competitive Professor advantage Bob Harden to calling. How are you doing? 
they personally attend all showings. Let me throw you off on hold. I've got some technological workarounds right here I'm trying to cope with. But let me throw you on hold. You And many at near record prices. Megan and Matt Chionis understand that as an affluent buyer and seller, your needs and desires are unique. You deserve this level of service. Megan and Matt Chionis are passionate about the Maples lifestyle, but they want you to enjoy it too. Call Megan and Matt Chionis with Gulf Coast International Properties at 239-269-5310. That's 239-269-5310. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive confident retirement approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratostel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Uh, it was brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. Uh, they help prepare elected officials to have a winning strategy in the legislature. And you can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org, thefga.org. We have with us Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston Space Architecture and author of about a dozen books, his latest, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. He also writes his column for Newsmax.com. It's called On Point. comes out about three times a week. Professor, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. No, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure, Professor. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And a wonderful one. Spent it with friends and family and how can it get any better than that right it can't well in fact uh your column your latest column we can be still be thankful for shared values that actually inspired me it was kind of filled me up emotionally when i read it because it, it referenced things that sometimes we take for granted maybe you can tell us about it yeah there's so much of course political rancor right now uh, in the country and and uh we we seem to be pretty clear on what we disagree about. Uh, but I think there is a larger uh, aspect of America that brings us together. Excuse me, I'm a little, little hoarse this morning. But uh, things we really care about that are shared values, and they're not all unique to America because because I think they're, they're, they're common to to most civil civilized uh, societies, and uh, but some of them I think are are also somewhat unique uh, in terms of the, the things that unite us and things that also divide us. And uh, so the the article is really trying to say, look, can we look at some uh, things that we can agree on mm -hmm. and sort of start with the fact that, uh, hey, you know, we care about our families, and I've traveled the world a bit, and, 
and I've, I've seen, you know, whether it's, it's Russia, the former Soviet Union, and other places where people love their children, and they, you know, they love their their families and care about future generations. And of course, we, we love animals and pamper our pets, and that's also pretty much a worldwide phenomenon, not entirely. And and we, you know, we, you know, we we really want to help people that are really down on their luck, particularly when it's beyond their control. You know, when people have health setbacks, and and of course, some areas have, you know, we have weather events that can be very devastating and and we have wars and so on so so i think you know we we're a benevolent society we we also care about privacy and we we you know we we don't want people treated badly and and uh by the same token we we want people to be empowered to be as good as they can be you know and when we, you know, even you just hand out things and give free things, including uh, sovereignty, uh, they're not respected. And, and so we want to, you know, reward um, uh, initiative. And, and uh, that includes also being able to buy the products we want. And, uh, and I cite in here uh, in the article that with regard to, uh, to to electric vehicles, you know, the, you know that that basically, you know, some people may want them, but they shouldn't be foisted on us by the government and paid with taxpayer money and so on. So, you know, and, and there's issues. I think a big one now is, is is the same with abortion and birth control and so on, and which which I don't think is a particularly a partisan issue. I think we with you know, with within our society, there's there's you know a lot of controversy. On one hand, I think most people understand it's a very serious decision for people to terminate a, a pregnancy, and and we can we can talk about morning after pills. I didn't say it in the article, but versus late term abortions, you know, and there's there's this you know range of uh, perspectives on this but I think most of us can agree that when when there's a healthy you know healthy uh, child about to be born and it's, it's in the, either the womb or the birth canal you know it's it's, it's an ethical issue for everybody and mm-hmm. and so there's you know there's all these there's there's these different perhaps sense of priorities or sense of of um, preferences, uh, but we are bound together by, by I think, a multicultural uh, philosophy where it's not cultural appropriation when we like a variety of foods that we eat or, or the music that we listen to or so on. It's, I think it's a multicultural celebration. And, and, and uh, these things, you know, these differences become weaponized and and I think to everyone's disadvantage, and I think to the country's uh, disadvantage. 
I think so as well, Professor. In fact, uh, I think it, I just I was thinking about the Constitution and the whole notion of our, each, each of us pursuing our happiness. Uh, and we're treated equally under the, the eyes of the law, equally demands law of behavior that are impartially established and fairly adjudicated. I think that's w one of the things that's so offensive, I think, for all of us is that we see people are treated unfairly uh, by the uh, Department of Justice or by the, the court system, and especially when I'm watching President Donald Trump or watching the January 6th people uh, and, and uh, who apparently, quote-unquote, uh, violated the law. Yeah, it, it's offensive just not just on politically, but just in, on some sort of a human level, that it's uh, it's just not right. It seems it seems like it's gotten really blatant, and uh, really someone knows that this thing we talk about equality, and and I don't think we've seen a whole lot of that uh, of late. You know, we have a we have some things that we can only imagine were banana republic mm -hmm. uh, aspects, where you know trying to to remove uh, uh, a very popular candidate to be for presidency based upon unending, uh, you know, legal assaults, lawfare assaults. And, and, and I think, you know, I hope desperately that the country's waking up to these injustices. I think they, I think a lot of people are, and uh, I guess, I guess we'll find out, but uh, it seems like there's such a, such a dichotomy and, 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 uh, and it seems to really go against uh, those that have conservative leanings uh, that, that are getting the raw end of all this. Really, absolutely. Again, Professor Larry Bell, uh, the, his latest book, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. I can't recommend it highly enough. It's a terrific read. Also, check out Newsmax.com and uh, look at uh, Larry's uh, commentary on point is the name of the column. I think you'll enjoy it, including this column. We can still be thankful for shared values. Professor, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. And Bob, I always enjoy it. Thank you so much. My pleasure indeed, and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got great guests on Monday's show. Uh, working with a little technological, you probably could tell, working with a couple of technological issues right now, hopefully to get them resolved by Monday. In any event, I hope you make it a great day and a great weekend here on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Shows, visit www.bobharden.com.